welcome everybody out to episode 100, Utah in the Weeds. My name is Tim Pickett. I am the host, and this is a podcast about Utah cannabis culture, the history of cannabis in Utah, and hopefully uh, we'll expand the reach of the podcast uh, to include more people outside of Utah and more stories. We also have patient interviews and industry insiders. Today's episode is a great guest, one of my favorite interviews or discussions that I've had, Big Buddha. Here in Utah, those of you who don't know Big Buddha, he was uh, he was a I mean he was a staple on the morning Fox uh, shows when I was working construction. A couple of decades ago, I would wake up and and he'd be on the he'd be interviewing somebody out getting up at four in the morning and going out in the community and showcasing different things that were happening here in the state. Has been a real advocate for medical cannabis as well, and we listened to a little bit of his story here today. He also has a uh, beautiful mind. Nonprofit venture that is built to help people who just need a little bit of support. They have a fundraiser coming up, a golf tournament. There's more details on that here in the interview. And it's going to be a really great resource. Utah has one of the higher uh, suicide rates. We have some significant problems with depression. And this will be a resource for people to reach out and get some help. So, excited to have him on the podcast. From a housekeeping perspective, there's really nothing to update. We keep helping people reduce the prescriptions that they're taking through Utah Therapeutic Health Center and utahmarijuana.org. You can always subscribe to the podcast on any podcast player that you have access to. We appreciate all of the podcast subscriptions and downloads. You can also find us on YouTube at Discover Marijuana. Uh, with Tim and Blake there. We have tens and tens of videos, uh, if not a hundred videos there on cannabis, how to use cannabis, different products, different uh, condition-specific discussions and education there. Just a real grateful intro here to this podcast on the 100th episode. Enjoy this interview and discussion with Leroy Budateo. I want to talk a little bit about cannabis, of course. You know, whatever you want to talk culture. about, I'm game for whatever you got, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm your, I'm your huckleberry. You, oh, well, what are you, what are you, what are you up to? Uh, right now, just uh, trying to pimp this uh, nonprofit uh, because I have time. <laughs> uh, work, I can't really talk about what's coming up. <laughs> oh, really? So stay <laughs> tuned. I, stay subscribed. I will, working, I, I will be working, but I just can't talk about it. Uh, Nice. right now <laughs> but um no i just been really trying to uh, use my time instead of being a stalemate uh, going out and talking about this nonprofit that i started um i haven't really been vocal throughout my career about mental health and how it's affected me but during the pandemic uh my uh abusive uh, father all of those things coming it came to a head uh because of the pandemic and it sent me off in a tailspin. I was not, I mean, I was, I was agitated. I was yelling at my wife and my kids. And I hadn't done that in 15 years, you know? And, and I, was, I was just, it just felt like it was coming off the rails. So I, I went to my company and I said, hey, I really need a mental break, man. I, I haven't stopped since the pandemic. I mean, can, I, I think I need to take, oh yeah, sure, sure. You know, here's, you know, FMLA, all of that stuff. So I took three months off and I had this bout with, uh, just, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still, I'm still in the end of it. And I, you know, I, I don't know if we can say there's a cure or fix or whatever, but, but here's what I've learned so far, uh, going to therapy and, uh, my, my own self-discovery. My dad was an abusive man. Uh, dad was very heavy handed. I mean, you know, I show this scar all the time. This is a scar that my dad gave me um, for something he thought that I did, regardless of what it was. That that happened to me. 
And that's typical. That was typical of the punishment that I received for, for minor infractions, stuff like talking back. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, it was just like, uh, wait, I just talked back, but I got life sentence. What? <laughs> yeah. No Get a life sentence for talking back. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was all these, right. So it didn't, that plus being Mormon and, and having these high expectations, there's all these things. I don't, we don't have enough time to talk about it, but it all came to a head. And so I was like starting, I got to backtrack a little bit. Um, so I was starting to show or exhibit the same behaviors that my father exhibited. So I was being abusive to my kids, the older kids, mm-hmm. uh, and my wife yelling, you know, never laid a hand on her. Thank goodness. Whew, knock on wood. Um, but she threatened me with divorce, you know, and we went to counseling. We're still going to counseling. We're getting our fixing. So, so my, my, my younger kids, they have no idea what, what discipline is. They think right. discipline is go to your room. My older kids are like, oh man, if we would have done that, dad would have totally beat our ass yeah. for that. What? And now they're like, no, he's the nicest guy. Oh yeah, he's me. I'm like, how, I what's the age guys. range of your kids? <laughs> right. I'm like, yes, both of these are true. I yeah. Yeah. They're both person. true. That was the same. Yeah, that was that was that's old dad, new dad. That's yeah. all like me learning the process, all this stuff. Yeah. How old's your oldest? Twenty-eight. And how young's your youngest? Uh, he'll be eighteen in July. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So he just he'll grad. He's graduating uh, next <clears throat> month from uh, Jordan High School. So so all of that, and I just didn't know how to figure it out, right? And and then yeah, so, that so wasn't like educate. No, nobody taught. Yeah, no. nobody taught you how to do this, right? Bro, and and, when, and I grew up in an era where strangers could discipline me. The, I don't know. Oh, a lot sure. of kids these days don't know that. But back in the day, if we were in a store and I talked back to my mom, it was not unheard of for a woman or a man to turn around and say, that's right, young man, you better pay attention. That doesn't happen right. anymore. No. But but back in those di- back in the day when I was growing up, anybody could discipline me or put me in check. And 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 that's just the way it was. So so my dad. He took that a step further. He would discipline us in public. Like he would slap, he would slap right. the shit out of us. Just, oh, I'm sorry. I don't even know if I can swear. I apologize. No, you I'm can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got free reign here, man. You well, got okay. free well, reign. I'm, I'm not trying to be gratuitous. I'm just saying that's, you know, dad slapped the crap out of us. Yeah. And and no, and, then, and people would turn, that's what you get. Don't you dare. Yeah, I mean, don't you do that again. Do you think that you later it changed, right? Yeah. Do you think sorry, your ahead, culture sorry. had? Do you think your the Samoan culture, the that culture was was had an effect plus or minus? You, you know that's a great question because I think the easiest, the lowest hanging fruit is to just chop it up to to culture, right? But here's my personal opinion: it's it's Christianity because 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 Polynesians have taken literally what the words in the Bible have meant in order to apply that to their kids. For, and I'll give you an example. My Tongan cousins, right? When, when the early missionaries went over to Tonga, we were, you know, we could wear shirtless, we could walk around. But when Christianity got introduced to Tonga, uh, the Methodist church, and the king converted, he made sure that everybody else followed. So yeah. here's what happened when the king converted. He made sure that the men no longer danced without shirts because it was immoral. It was improper, even though that's culture, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, so, so all of that got changed. And even the art of tattoo got stopped it, it, because he had converted and believed that tattooing, walking around with no shirt was immoral. And, and again, it was bad in the sight of God. So so they completely followed everything. So uh, spare, the, uh, spoil, spare the rod, spoil the child. Man, they took that to heart. Mm-hmm. They they really thought that if they didn't do right by their kids, that they would have done wrong by God. That yeah, I promise you. Ask any Pacific Islander. That's old school. That's how they feel. We're starting to change the way they think because kids are reading books <laughs> and, the, and the internet's around. Yeah, the internet's around. TikTok, YouTube right? Shorts. We're, yeah, we're starting to change it. But but man, I got to tell you, I've had battles with people in my own Pacific Islander culture. Telling me, bro, suck it up. There's no, there's what mental health. What are you talking about? Come on, man. We're tough people. Come on. It can't be that bad. Yeah. And, and so part of me has been, 
I'm ashamed. It just <laughs> made it, it well, it made it worse. Yeah. Know, right. Like that just makes it worse. That doesn't that, that doesn't necessarily help. Like I really wanted to tell people, bro, you know what's eating at me? This thought of I can't handle it anymore. Yeah. If I share that, it's almost like I put a mark on my back that don't hang out with that guy. It's huh. almost like in the 60s and I told everybody I'm left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? And now everybody's like, oh, he's a human. He breathes. He's got feelings. But damn, don't hang out with him. He's a left-handed. Right. He's a lefty. <laughs> that's right. He's a lefty. You know? Yeah. And so, so that's the battle that I'm having is that in my own culture, it's really hard for them to understand and even accept that people are going through mental mental health or are going through anxiety. So for me, cannabis, right? And I know your podcast about cannabis. It is a lifesaver for me. Pain, I have chronic pain, but also this anxiety that is kind of like the icing on the cake. Before, before the medical card program came to Utah, I'm not going to lie. I was like, what, how am I going to cope? So Kava, uh, it's a mm-hmm. natural tea. It grows wild in, in the South Pacific. It's a pepper-methicin plant. Um, and it has the, it doesn't have um, hallucinogenic pro- properties. It has relaxation properties. So back in the old days, when the old guys would chew the kava, the saliva interacted with the kava and made it a narcotic, right? It's yeah. very strong. If you mix it with the water, it's a sedative. There's something in the saliva that activates the kava that makes it a narcotic. But if you mix it with the water, it's totally safe. It doesn't give you, it's it's basically a watered down version because yeah. you're using water. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was using kava. Once the medical program came to Utah, I I was scared. I'm not even going to lie. I was scared thinking they're going to do a background check. Dang it. They're going to tell the members of my church. They're, right. Oh Everybody's going to know. Yeah. What am I going to do? I said, I know it can help me. I've done the research, but I'm scared. I'm scared to take the step. Who I couldn't who was it? Somebody from and it was what's the name of the dispensary? Oh, Wholesome Coke. Yeah. It just happened to be there. And, and I'm not promoting them whatever. You know, every, I love everybody, but but it, it was somebody from there. I was sitting somewhere, like a Walmart, whatever, came down, sat by, hey, you're a big Buddha, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can get a medical marijuana card now. Did you know that? And I was like, nah, man, that's a scam, bro. They're gonna it's yeah, kinda yeah. like when they tell you you got a free vacation and then they tell you, Oh, yeah. you know your child support's up. We we got you. <laughs> you're not yep. going to Hawaii, you're going to jail. <laughs> so in my mind, that's how I thought. I thought, damn, they're trying to get me. <laughs> that's how a lot of people still think. Yeah. Right. And then and I this, besides the it? fact that they, they think that you're going to have to bring like 14 years of medical records. You're going to have to show you're, you're, you're dying of cancer. Yeah. Right. You've got PTSD from like, from, from being in battle. Yeah, show me your scars. Show yeah. Me. Show me all it your scars. Like it's not all. Yeah. It's, it it's was not like very, that. It was just like you would imagine a healthcare professional, a, a doctor. It was a yeah. doctor. It, you, it's the same thing. They're asking you questions. And I gotta tell you, I got, I'm 50, I'll be 52 this year in June and I got pain here. I got pain in my knees. I mean, I got the only way I can sleep and it's going to sound like commercial, but seriously, uh, since I've been using the ca- cannabis, that's really the only way, not even kava. The amount of kava I have to drink in uh-huh. order to sleep, I'd have to start mixing at seven. And I usually don't sleep until one or two. Wow. And, and then that's that's when I can sleep. But if I use uh, the cannabis the way the, the medical professionals have prescribed for me, mm-hmm. bro, I go to sleep. Like, you don't even have to overdo it. I, I know people are thinking, well, you control it. Yeah, you don't have to overdo it because you it's don't a, have- Yeah, I mean, you're... You're trying to you're trying to turn the mind off a little bit, trying to yeah. get a little relaxation, and you shouldn't overdo it because if you do overdo it, then your mind is spinning. Well, um, you just knock out. <laughs> <laughs> lots yeah. of lots of snacks that are expired. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. Yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah. That but it's a, habit, it's, it's a godsend. I am so grateful that we recognize cannabis as being a plant because that's what it is yeah it, it absolutely is secret uh cannabis hack is you're you're probably more thirsty than you are hungry 
ice don't, cold. Don't ruin my ice dreams, cold buddy. water, don't man. Ice even, cold water. Don't you dare do that. I, ice you know, cold water. You take ice cold water that, when you're when you got the munchies, and you'll be like, oh wow, I, you just hit the. Come on, tell me you can say no to a Brucey chocolate cake. Come on, that's right. Or the uh, <clears throat> what was it the other night? It was a Tim Tams from Australia. Oh. The Tim Tams. You ever had those? Oh, bro, come on, man. Every Polynesian knows what Tim Tam is over. It's over. <laughs> you ever do the Tim Tam Slam? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. It's something in Australia, New Zealand, because I grew up uh, in that part of the world. Tim Tam Slam is you bite a corner of the Tim Tam. On each corner, you put the other end in the milk, and you suck. That's Tim Tam Slam. Uh, it's on. Okay. Woo! Promise Woo! you, bro. Promise you, you will not, you will not go back to enjoying Tim Tams any other way. Tim Tam Slam. You heard it here. I'm, I have, I've never tried it. I mean, I didn't grow up with Tim Tams, you know, but they are a good, uh, they are a good snack when you got the munchies. They're delightful. Yeah, they're delightful. <laughs> so talk to me about this. When did uh, Bootiful, when did the, the nonprofit thing come up? Um, the saying, have a beautiful day, is something that I've always been saying since uh, the beginning of my career, just to kind of, you know, um, spread the name of the moniker. And it was cute, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, when when I got this, when I started to battle mental health and all that, I just it just was my mind. So so so, so the idea behind Beautiful Mind Foundation is I'm trying to. The foundation is trying to help people heal the mind through the heart, carrying and stuff like that. So, so the idea is it's an application. One help is one tap away. We don't want to be a bridge because people are jumping off of bridges. Pardon, uh, pardon the pun. Yeah. But we want to be a ladder. We want to be a ladder for people to climb down. So here's here, here's the kind of nutshell of what we're working on. It's going to be an Uber, a crisis a crisis hotline kind of like Uber. You press the button, it sends out a signal to licensed counselors and therapists. The the, the fund or, or the foundation will pay for that. Uh, and we want to limit it. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to cripple the health system where, where, you know, where the insurance is like, well, if they go through there and it's free, why would they want to come through? And no, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a band-aid. This is just a, a, a crisis hotline. So it's not going to be all the time, but it'll be enough where we can gather information and then give it to those professionals so that they can help the individual, not just the person who is suicidal, but the aftermath. People who have committed suicide, they're not dealing with any of this. The people left behind, sometimes mm -hmm. they don't know who to talk to. And, and so that's what we want is just, it doesn't matter. There'll be a friendly voice on the other side to talk to you, to listen to you, to help you. And we want to fund that. And, and give it kind of like a safety net so that nobody has to worry about about paying for it. We will all be paying for it, if that yeah. makes any sense. By yeah, donating yeah, yeah. to this, because it's a human problem everywhere. Somebody is sad, somebody's depressed, somebody is at their edge already. So Beautiful Mind Foundation is hoping to do that, partnering with celebrities, uh, building this, this that. We, we already have guys that are they're actually building it, uh, the, the tech right now. So it should be complete in about three months. I, I think it's going to be shorter than that because we've been working on it for a long time. But once it's done, it's, it's actually going to be that. We're adding in a GPS component so that when you press it, it sends out a GPS location to emergency just in case something happens. Yeah. You know, and then it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, what color your skin is, where you came from. It's all, it's just, uh, it just connects you to somebody. Yeah. That, it's kind of like 911. It, you know, it's 911. We think it's free. It's being funded somehow. Yeah. Right. Same thing with this. It's going to be funded somehow, but it, I think it's a necessity. It, it has to be there. And some people are not comfortable on phone. Maybe they just want to text somebody, hey, I'm having sure. a rough day. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to do that is not out there right now. What do they say in, uh, Mike, I got a daughter in high school and she's on the, you know, the Hope Squad and the, um, yeah. right? It's this, and they try to teach the kids and I, and I'm often thinking, man, these kids are trying to help each other when really we should involve professionals. And, and parents and everybody. And parents and everybody, right? But, but it does take this community approach. If schools are creating Hope Squads, that means there's a problem. That that means there is something going on. They notice it. They notice it enough that they have gathered students. Hey, you know what our job is? Our job is to instill hope. Is to instill you know light. Yeah, it's a that good means point. There's a huge problem. It is a good point. And and I think the um, it's interesting. I'm 
I'm going to bring this back around to the cannabis program, and I don't know if I'm stretching it too far, but essentially, yeah. it all these. <clears throat> it seems like there's a there's this uh, underlying thing with these programs that you and I are involved in, and that is trying to instill hope, instill connection for people, a way out, like you say, a ladder down, right off the off the bridge, off the edge, uh, and. Yeah. <clears throat> We yeah. found that with the cannabis program is that is really just listening to people. It isn't that we're trying to we're not trying to preach the gospel of weed. We're just trying to be there for people who need access. And yeah. we end up like you, you know what I mean? We end up we end yeah. up just listening to people, making them happier. Uh and it and it isn't the cannabis that's doing it, it's yeah. the connection. And then of course helping people understand that it's a plant, yeah. right? Like you said. Well, here's the thing is that, you know, we've been going off of this uh, demonizing narrative for so long. Nobody really took the time to do research. We're, we are now. Now everybody understands there are some medical benefits. There are some things that can help out. Just, I mean, okay, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say either way, but but we have enough smart people in our government. <laughs> I'm sure they can figure out how to make it work. I mean, they, 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 they made uh, Prozac work. They, they figured out how to make oxycodone work. Why not figure out how something that naturally grows and naturally helps yeah. work? Yeah, no kidding. To our benefit. That, that's all I'm saying. We're a, it's a long time overdue, too. And I know you guys, you guys have probably made this connection already, right? Outside of Rastafarian religion, I've, I've looked. I've looked. The LDS Church is the only other religion I've seen officially put in their handbook that the use of cannabis According I'll write to that go down. Through the medical, Rastafarians and and Mormons are the only Aside religions. From, uh, so I, I believe I, you. I, I tried. I I one hundred percent believe you. I've looked. No, no, they they don't. Nobody nobody comes out openly and says marijuana is okay, except for Rastafarian and now Mormons. Yeah. In their handbook, in their official handbook, T. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Catholics don't have it. Catholics have not changed their, they still right. look at it as a, ooh, no, 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 right? They haven't even talked about medical. The, the yeah, Protestants, the Southern Baptists, none of them have officially put it in their handbook. I'm just saying, if the Mormons are changing their perspective, that means something's coming yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, I mean, you're onto something me. there. I mean, this is I do have, me. we got patients who work in the temple, you know, these old guys who got bad neuropathy in their feet and they're taking a little yeah. tincture in the morning because it, because yeah. it helps them walk around, you know, and, yeah. and they like that better than the Percocet or whatever they were taking before, you know. It's so funny when people, when I, when I remind people, I say, look, I said, I only did this because the church put it in their official handbook and I have a pass as long as I follow the parameters. Yeah. I, I researched on the, on the web. I cannot find any official Orthodox religion <laughs> that has allowed their members to partake so long as they follow the rules. That's awesome. <clears throat> Putting it on a billboard. Let's go. Let's go, Utah. <laughs> Let's go. All the stuff you talk about, Utah, but we got a church that lets us do it. Come on, man. Come on. That's right. Yeah, I mean, they say we're backwards, but it ain't true. But I bet you if you were if you were not LDS at some other Christian and you told your uh, spiritual leader that you were, you know, smoking ganja, I bet you might have a problem. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Or anybody, anybody because of the of the way. Yeah, just because because yeah. The, yeah, because they just haven't that. Yeah, they haven't uh, they haven't got on board. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think the culture in Utah. Um, I like that we we seem to be, the, or the people in my circles are, are, um, they like objectivity. They uh -huh. like to study things, learn things, get to know things understand the science behind things and and I think that in this case you've you've got the Mormon church uh being very proactive with that piece of it right mm -hmm. they're like well the science supports supports it right and that's that, what I people love. say there's no evidence but the science supports the safety yeah I mean Brigham's tea is way stronger than any cannabis. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> if you had Brigham's tea, bro, oh, that's that's way more stronger than any cannabis. So don't even. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, another another topic for another conversation. Sorry. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, 
how did you, so are you using, so you're using cannabis now for, for sleep, yes. right? Yes. Uh, went through the program, you know, uh, followed all the rules and regulations, paid my fees, you know, just like every, everything else following. You got a, you got a favorite product? Um, I'm still, you know, since we're being honest, back yeah. when I was growing up, I grew up in Compton, uh, you know, flour was the only thing available to yeah. old school guys like us. And, you know, I grew up around cholos and surfers. That's, there were gangs called cholos and there were gangsters called surfers. I'm not being, that's what they were <laughs> right. called, guys, okay. uh, growing up. And so I, I learned how to roll. And that was, so flower is my, was my choice. But um, with the parameters, I have to use vape and some of the other stuff or, or take uh, pills, you know, the smell, it's that kind of stuff. Right. But it's usually only at night uh, so I can sleep. What, Unless uh, I have really bad anxiety or something or nervous, and then I, I might take a, you know, a, a little hit or something. But I'm for mostly, I'm, yeah. it's at night. You're, uh, you're, you're famous in Utah for not only the stuff you were doing on TV, but your whole weight loss, your whole like your whole journey through health. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a very iconic, um, like. I know you as this very iconic person that was a a TV celebrity uh, on the mor- in the mornings, and then you went through uh, uh, you went through that whole and really public uh, weight loss, yeah, surgery, and everything. Um, I had a lot of, re- I mean, I still do. I have a lot of respect for you, and I have a lot of respect for people who are willing to show that publicly. Um, was that something that was? Like, was it easy? Was it hard? That was before influencers. Yeah, before Instagram and all of that. I mean, if Instagram and Twitter had been out with that, it, 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 we'd probably be having a different conversation, right? Because it yeah. was back in those days. Uh, it, it was an organic journey. Um, I wanted to get it because for health reasons. So the, the true story, my, my daughter, uh, Jalen, one day, we're hanging, I'm, I'm 450. I'm, I'm late. I'm sitting whatever. And she comes over. And is just having this all in her feels moment. Says, "Dad, are you gonna make it to walk me down the aisle?" And I was oh, like, shit. "You know, oh yeah, gut check." And I'm like, "How the hell are you gonna talk to me like I'm your dad? You gonna right. talk to me like that?" She goes, yeah. "No, I'm just, you know, if we're being honest, Dad, are you gonna be, are you gonna be around to walk me down the aisle? Tell me now. What, what, what are you gonna do?" So from then, I, I just started research. I mean, I've been done every f and diet, man. I've tried everything. So. I saw an ad for BMI Utah, researched it, uh, reached out to Dr. Cottom and Dr. Richards, and then they said, hey, this thing is kind of fairly new, but we've dialed it down. We would love to use your story as an example to show people if you've reached your end and there's nowhere else to go, and this is your last-ditch effort. To lose weight, to save your life, this is the last-ditch effort. I said, yeah, let's do it. So went through the insurance, paid the copay, you know, all of that. Yeah, I yeah. Had the blog, I do all that. But yeah, did did all of that. Game changer. I mean, the first week I lost a grip of weight and diabetes went away, cholesterol, all of that. Boom. Oh boom, yeah. Boom, all all I, went away. What? How old were you when you did it? Man, this is like seven years ago, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm 52 in June this year, so you know. I so was, you're. I worked in. Um, I worked in bariatric surgery, weight loss surgery for six, seven years, GI mm-hmm. surgery. I know Cottom and, and those guys uh, too. Right? I worked down in West Valley and West Jordan. Um, but uh, w- my experience with people who've who've had it, when they're younger like you were too, it, it does tend to work better. Yeah. Right? I would yeah. say for me, I am often telling people like, get it, get on with it, right? Like, Get it done while you're younger, yeah. because and, now and it's not, look at it's you. Not, it's not a fix-all. You know, people people assume oh, no. that once you get the surgery, it's almost like you're cheating. And I tell them, dude, it does help you lose weight. But I'm telling you, you just made your life more difficult. I said, I said you will lose weight and all that, but now you got to figure out your regimen. You got to figure out what you can eat, what you can't eat, how much you can't eat and drink. You'll never eat and drink unless you break the rules. So, yep. I mean, there's all these things. You're basically regimented. You have now regimented your eating life. Yeah, you give yourself a jump start, but yes. it's not the it, no. the work is still there. So, so when you talk about being young, bro, I, I agree with you because when you're younger, you're going to tend to do more activities and keep yeah. moving. Whereas if you're older, you think 
Oh, no, I got the surgery. I'm okay now. I'm okay, I right? I don't, I don't need, need to do anything. Yeah. I just don't eat and I'm good. Well, you're absolutely right. That's that's a great observation. I didn't think about that. Yeah, we had a lot of people that were uh, hesitant because they were like, well, I'm not very old. I don't want to do it. And, and it was the opposite conversation. Like, no, yeah. man, just like get it done. Yeah. Even people who are a lot lighter now um, with lower BMIs, uh, right? Yeah. Um, find quite a bit of success because there's multiple options in in those cases. Yeah. But does that affect your cannabis tolerance? No, it, it doesn't at all because it's coming through your bloodstream. You know, it goes through your um, it goes through your it, liver it and it, everything. It is... it if you take edibles, no, no, it, it affects it if uh, you take edibles. So for me, I do notice a difference because the size of my stomach, um, it takes longer. It takes longer for it to hit me. Uh, so typically people get 20 to 30 minutes. Usually for me, it's 45 to an hour. So yeah. I guess that's right in the same wheelhouse, but, but that's the only difference, but yeah. Because alcohol is a lot different for you. Yeah. I, yeah, I, not that I haven't, not for you a while. Don't, not that you're a drinker, but with people with this, with the surgery, alcohol is, uh, it's, it's so tough. It's tough. Yeah. But, so. but it hasn't, that's, that's interesting. That's a question I, I, well, Never asked know, anybody. Actually, uh, being a cannabis user, if you have the surgery, it'll limit your intake of munchies because there's only so much you can take before it feels like somebody's stabbing you in the stomach. So that'll stop you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's, here's another fact. Uh, cannabis users on average have uh, lower BMIs than um, the average American. So we pot smokers are not heavy people in general. Right. And no. I don't know why that is. It's just, uh, but that's Metabolism. just an interesting statistic, right? Well, that that's so funny you said that because my wife, dude, yeah, she says you get, you're like skinny all the time. You're thinner than I ever remember you. And you've been this way since you started, you know, using cannabis. And I, I isn't that interesting? I know more I, people I who've lost yeah. weight on with cannabis than I have gained weight. Now, I mean, we use it for cancer treatment, and and yeah. uh, even like my sister, who uh, is on chemo every other week, she uses it to try to increase her appetite, and specifically for that, it can be used right. like that. But but it's not necessarily going to make you overweight. Yes, yeah. it might make you more active because your knees don't bother you and you're okay going for a walk, taking Bro, the dog for a that's walk. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Right? Yeah. Because you think, oh, that's go right. Ahead. I, no, I was, thinking, I was just thinking about that. If, if you have a pain, you're going to stop. But if there's no pain, yeah, you're out, you're out doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and when somebody asks you to go do something, you're like, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go. Because <laughs> you're not feeling the pain. But if you feel the nope. pain and they ask you, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Can I ask, can I ask questions? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. What what are we hearing, if anything, about the cannabis culture in Utah or in the country? Are we are we leaning towards legalization? I yeah, mean, good, great. There's so question. many jobs. There's so many things that we could be doing. I mean, industries. I, I'm just asking because it seems like it would make sense. It seems right, we're looking like for a way to solve sense. money problems. Right? right, taxes. Um, right. I think Russia found their way, which is war. Remember back in the day that if we had that the the the, the country came, had a financial boom every time there was a war. Yep. Right. So Russia's got a financial boom now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I build the war machine, not, right, and it'll help the U.S. economy to replenish the stocks. I mean, yeah. nobody. If you don't believe us, like that's. The, the, That's what's the happening industrial right now. complex, right? Yes. The military industrial complex is an economic driver. Yes. Right. That's it probably got us out of the recession in the late 70s, early 80s probably, when the when Reagan yeah. uh Reagan increased military spending to try to crush the Soviet Union then. But yeah, the to your question, I don't see an appetite in the national landscape at least while Biden's in office. I think that um the the Senate, I mean, the House passes that what the More Act every year for the past like three years, uh, right around the beginning of April to try yeah. to drum up a little bit of interest. But there's there's too many old, yeah, just just the old guard in the old Senate is just there, not yeah. interested, not interested. And when it comes to Utah specifically, I don't think uh, if you ask like Senator Escamilla, who's really involved, she thinks it's going to be forty years in Utah before they 
make it adult use, you know. Yeah, she's not. Um, Come on, man. Yeah, Four she's years. Not, yeah, Ugh. and then when they pass it in the nationally, they'll just decriminalize it. Likely, what will happen is they'll decriminalize it. They'll make banking easier, interstate commerce maybe a little easier. Yeah, those and then boxes, states yeah. will be able to run their own programs probably. And Utah's program, it seems to be about the middle of the road. The the conservative side would say, well, yeah, there's a bunch of potheads now. They can use it legally and we hate the program. And on the other side, the activists are like, well, it's not loose enough. There's, It's still expensive. It's still not serving enough people. And if both sides hate it or, or have problems with it, then it's probably decent, in my opinion. Right. You know? I see. Uh, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're kind of in the middle. If you want a cannabis card and you have some type of health problem, you probably can qualify based on what what I know about the yeah. system, right? There's a tax code, this 280E tax thing where uh, like Wholesome and Dragonfly, they can't write off any costs associated with their business except for costs of goods sold. So the federal government's getting a ton of extra taxes even yeah. now. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I hope one day we get some type of legitimacy from a medical standpoint first. That's my opinion. Yeah. I want the medical establishment to incorporate cannabis in the hospitals because I want you to go for surgery, your knee surgery, and I want you to get, uh, you know, a two and a half milligram patch. And then you take your opioids and your ibuprofen and you mix that in in a legitimate way. And I don't think that happens if we go recreational soon. I think Colorado, California, they bypassed legitimizing cannabis as a medicine Uh and just gave it to everybody. And then then everybody still thinks, oh, well, everybody's just going out and smoking weed and it's not a medicine. Yeah. I I see what you're saying. But now you got me on my soapbox. I mean, that's why I like... The medical program first. Yeah. Well, I was say, well, because people outside, they always think that they're going to show up to a state that allows it. And there's going to be all these zombies walking around when, you know, that's, that's again, that's the stigma, right? That's the stigma of people yeah, that's... Per- just continue to perpetuate the demonizing of marijuana, which, yeah. which again, that's like me saying, hey, we're going to go to Buffalo and we're just going to count how many drunks we can see. That, that doesn't make, you know what I'm saying? That that's not Yeah, that fair. doesn't make, that's just, it's not fair. It's not logical. Yes. And if you think it through- I mean, there's there's a lot of people who use cannabis here uh, illegally still. Yeah. You know, tens of thousands of people who still use it illegally. There was tens of thousands who did before. Our not cult, stop. It really didn't change that much except for access to the 50,000 people now yeah. is legal. Protect is, it protects a few jobs. I had a call with a guy yesterday who's... Uh, uh, in a divorce case and you know there's some now now he has a leg to stand on with with his kids mm-hmm. not losing custody because he uses it legally but there is a lot of problems in the law you can't have a concealed weapons permit without lying to the government you can't buy a gun Wait, at cabela's you can't without, have, if you got a medical card you can't get a gun so what the i'm not an attorney but i I interviewed J.D. Lauritsen a few times, and they're on my YouTube channel, Discover Marijuana. And truth be told, like concealed carry and buying a gun, there's an ATF form. you got to lie to the feds to get a gun because on the ATF form, you've got to say, do you do you use any illegal substance? Well, that's a federal form. So you got to you got to say oh, federally. if you say yes I use an illegal substance because marijuana is l- illegal federally then you can't buy a gun at Cabela's. But if you lie see that that form needs to change. Yeah. And there's all kinds of that shit in the law. Well because you answer that does it say illegal federally or does it just say illegally? It says illegally but it is a federal form. It implies yeah see. It implies it. Mm. Right. Whereas if you're a teacher in, you know, in one of the school districts in Utah, you're actually protected under the law to use now. This is right? crazy. But man. It is crazy. Oh it's my crazy. gosh. It's almost like circles. And if your circle doesn't overlap that circle, you can't be part of that. Exactly. 
Oh yeah, my so God. we're answering these types of questions all the time. And these questions don't get answered until they fix it federally. But see, my, my, my thing is, who is the one that said marijuana users don't give them a gun? Because, you know, it's, it's, again, to me, it's that <laughs> right. old thinking again. It's that old thinking again. We cannot get guns into these dangerous hoodlums who are going to be hopped up on marijuana. So here's what we do. Well, well, I mean, I guess that form was already in place, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, that so form was already right. in place. And and it's not the it's not the marijuana that's the danger. It's the fact that the guy has a 50-pound bag of weed and a gun, right? Because marijuana is illegal it's dangerous yeah if they could just transact uh legally they wouldn't have to carry the gun with them yeah and then it wouldn't be a dangerous as dangerous of a substance right that's that's where we gotta change the rules yeah that's the bigger picture and it's so much more complicated than it is on the surface because on the surface you're like this just doesn't make any sense at all and you're absolutely right. It doesn't make any sense. So let's talk about this too. Okay. Small industry. So there are 37 states with some type of program. Right. In every one of those states, they grow their own, they process their own, they package their own, and they sell their own. So if you legalize it federally or you legalize interstate commerce, how do you protect the small guy? How do you protect mm. the small grower from the big cure leaf coming in here just crushing yeah. everybody? Yeah. Now you have... Two problems. One, you have the illegality problem where you need to fix that. But two, now you have an entire industry in all these 37 states that, granted, it creates a lot of jobs, but how do you protect the small guy, protect minority interest? Because we've we've essentially put, I mean, we put a whole generation of, yeah. uh, you know, that that's a whole subject that it really should be part of the discussion. Yeah. See, this is where we go, right? We start down yeah. this road of talking about to. it. And then we got to work all these little things out. There'll be winners and losers, though. There always are. I, I will I will give it to the state of Utah because, you know, being the most conservative state in the union, you know, people never thought. I never thought in never. a million years that, one, Utah would have a medical marijuana program, and two, uh, I thought the second coming was happening when I saw that the Mormon church was allowing medical marijuana. I, I thought, oh, it's about to happen, guys. Where, where's the bright lights? And the, <laughs> here we go, yeah. damn it. Look to the east. Yeah. Where's the earthquake? You know what I'm saying? I really thought yep. because I, and then, then I just had the thought, man, the brethren at the church understand there's a big suffering in the people. And and the the more legal, safe things we can get to our people, the better off they are because we thought, Prozac. We thought oxycodone was was good because the doctor prescribed it. When in yep. turn, it was killing people. I second that a hundred percent. I think you're you're absolutely right. And growing up here, living here, seeing what's happened with the with the culture. Yeah. I mean, I like Utah. I like their program. Yeah. It's so funny because we have not, and I say we. When I say we, I mean the weed culture. I have not seen any ads about you know happy hour, but but we have beer commercials, we have beer billboards, we have cigarettes, you know, stuff that actually kills you. And again, studies are still out. I'm just saying it's so crazy that people will tell you, we can't do this because it's harmful to our youth. I see Camel Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, we deal with this with billboards and advertising and, and you can get away with so much of the alcohol and, and yeah. narcotics and and it yeah. seems, yeah, it's ridiculous. So how do your kids, I mean, you got 18 to 28 right now. So have, have they been pretty supportive of the cannabis? Oh, man, I'll tell you the story. So I'm smoking and my wife says, you know, you don't have to tell the kids. I'm like, why have to tell the kids for? It's another business. <laughs> I, said, I, don't, okay. I don't tell them when I go buy condoms. And I, I said, why? I said, no, why would I tell them that? It's, 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 I'm a grown ass man. And she said, no, you have to tell them because they smell it. And then I, all right, fine. So we had a meeting. <laughs> I gathered all my kids and their spouses. And I said, all right, mom wanted me to get you guys together. I said, this is a medical marijuana card. <laughs> it's legal. It doesn't expire until such and such. I've paid for it. I've applied for it. I am a card-carrying cannabis user. 
uh, within the parameters. <laughs> I said all of it within oh the parameters God. of the state legally and within the parameters of our religion. Any questions? No? Thank you. All right. <laughs> oh, my kids are I like, want to meet your wife. Uh, Dad, uh, yeah, we already knew you were smoking. We could smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's in the, well, it's in the closet up on the second shelf. Yeah. Well, um, your mom wanted me to tell you officially, so there, there you, go. you go. You know, but the, the responses were, we're proud of you uh, taking your mental health. Uh, we're proud of you uh, taking your pain seriously because I complained about this. Sh- so I, I played volleyball in college. This shoulder is out of whack. Like it, I, I don't know if you can hear it. It cracks all the time. Yeah, see. I, I almost see it. I don't know if you can hear it, but it cracks all the time. And I'm in pain. I'm in pain all the time. Like there's nerve damage. I can't afford surgery, but cannabis, it, I can do yeah. this. See, I can do yeah. this now, mom. One hour. <laughs> but before, I, I can't really, I can't really. So in order for me to do that, it takes the pain away. That's cool. Yeah. And Thanks, cannabis. Yeah. And your, your foundation, how old is it now? Just getting. It'll be a year. It'll be uh, a year. It's, it's under a year. It's not even a year old. We've been working on it for, for, for a year to get to it, but it just uh, became legal. Uh, we just got a tax ID uh, two weeks ago. What, do you have somewhere where people can go donate? Yeah. So we're having we're hosting a our first ever golf tournament, uh, June 13th at Tippendoka's Golf Club. You know, it's to raise awareness and funds for the foundation to get this life-saving uh, technology in the hands of everybody. The website is Beautiful Mind, uh, and it's spelled the way I spelled my moniker, B-U-D-A-H-F-U-L-M-I-N-D dot live. So www.beautifulmind.live, and all the information is on there, including uh, how to sponsor a hole if you want to, or play in a foursome. It's going to be fun. We have some uh, some sponsors already jumping in. I saw Domo is going to be there. Uh, Tilo Real Estate, uh, just just some bunch of others people cool. coming. Reno Mahe is, is going to come and play with us. So, just you know, I'm just tapping into some some of the the friends and family network. You know, try to get this thing off the ground. That's cool. Is there somewhere where people can follow you, stay up to date on what you've got going on? Yeah, all the social media, all my social media channels. Uh, I'm still on Instagram as a big underscore Buddha. Uh, it's the same handle for. Um, Facebook, uh, wait, Facebook, it's, uh, my first name, Leroy Buddha Teo. I had to change that. That's a story for another time. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So I'm actually in the process of changing my middle name to, to, to Buddha. Buddha. Yes. To big Buddha. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Which has to do with this story, I'm guessing. Just to protect myself. Yeah. Just to, yeah, just to protect yourself. Okay. Got it. Got it. That's like uh, I, I interviewed uh, Steve Urquhart, the, uh, oh. the the Divine Assembly Church, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. to protect the protect the mushroom use. <clears throat> yeah, that's a fun that's a fun thing. It's funny how America we've set up these rules. Yeah, you gotta it's, you gotta live by the crazy. rules. You gotta play by right. these rules. You gotta stay in the bounds. It is so crazy, and everybody has a different set of rules. It it really is the truth. There there are rules. Everybody has their own set of rules. If you are a billionaire, your rules don't apply to me. My <laughs> rules don't apply to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a yep. different game. It is. But 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 a game equalizer? Have you ever been on a cruise? No. My wife and I went on our first cruise of the Bahamas. You can't tell who's rich or who's poor ah. because the staff treats everybody the same. Like wow. poor dude, put my cup down, it's empty. Next guy comes right up. Wife, anything else I can get you? I'm like, come on, man. Who is this? Somebody filming us? Come on, man. I said, it can't be that. Come on. Cool. It is not really like that. It really is like that. So I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I gotta <laughs> go. go. On a cruise, bro. Yeah, Hand I gotta. I'll, I'll go. I'll go Hand just for that. They wait on you. Anything else I'm missing? Anything no, no, else you want to talk just, about? You know, I, I really am grateful for this platform that you guys got going on because. Information really is power. It really is key to understanding what we're doing. I mean, just just like just like aspirin. 
<laughs> when you have a headache and you reach for Tylenol or aspirin, you don't ask what's in it. You know no. it works, yeah. right? You know it works. That's, that's all I'm asking people. Give cannabis a chance. We know what's in it now. We, yeah. we, know, we know that it works and helps. And it doesn't work for everybody. This is what I would say. It doesn't work for everybody. There are some people that don't, the effects of cannabis doesn't work on them. I, I, it's rare. And if that doesn't, let's move on to something else that will help you. But this, this helps me. Yeah. This helps me. Please let me use it. I promise I won't infringe on your right to keep using Tylenol, to keep using aspirin and ibuprofen, but, but also let, allow me to use cannabis, please, because I don't want to use those. Yeah. I, I'd rather take my medicine this way. That, that's, well I think for me, that's what the issue is. I know there's a lot of other stuff, but I try to make it as easy for me to understand. And for me, that's the issue. Well said. Thanks for coming on. I, I appreciate you, uh, all you're doing. Really, this whole, uh, the Beautiful Mind Foundation, I think is a great idea. I think it's definitely necessary, especially right now, right? Oh, perfect, give, perfect I, I apologize. Uh, I forgot in case I forget, in case Alex watches this. Alex Boyer has a anti-suicide concert this Friday. Uh, I'm going to be hosting it and emceeing for him. Uh, Bend Not Broken tour at Maverick Center. There are a few tickets left. It's almost sold out, uh, but I just wanted to plug it again. He's such an amazing talent and he's helping me uh, raise awareness and fight this battle against suicide and mental mental illness. Absolutely. Um, well, if, you know, this has been, it's fun. It's fun to talk to people. Fun to talk it, to people like you. If there's anything I can do, I mean, the, Dave, Dave's, a, Dave's a sweetheart, man. I'd do anything for him. He's, he's really uh, been in the back scenes helping with my career uh, when I was at Fox. And I mean, it's always the guys behind the scenes that give, never get the love, but they are the ones that are the engine behind what we do. So I, I got nothing but mad love and respect. Yeah, David Wells. I am so glad. He he said that, uh, you know, every time he wakes up and goes to work, he's like, I pinch myself because really all I, I mean, <laughs> this is what I do. I produce content about cannabis. I got this podcast yeah. he produces. He does an amazing job for us. So uh, yeah, he, thanks for that shout out. We're lucky that we're lucky he's on our side, bro. Yeah. Utah in the weeds. If you're not subscribed, subscribed, uh, su you know, subscribe. This, and this uh, like that. Beep, beep, yeah. Boom. Beep. Boom, slam it, slam it, slam the subscribe button. And uh, and utahmarijuana.org, or if you want to go to uh, YouTube and find us, we're on Discover Marijuana on YouTube. That's the channel. Uh, Big Buddha, thanks again. Don't need a temple recommend to be elevated. Stay safe out there. <laughs> <laughs>